Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discovery Podcast. Today, we're going to be uh, talking about Committed to Forever. Ray is going to be doing the presentation. Ray, you online, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead and take the mic. All right. Committing to Forever is uh, something that I've been thinking about and... um, across some of the material that I've been reading, uh, talks about the idea to let go of the outcome so much and focus on what's in front of us. So so much of what we are looking to accomplish is, is based on what we do now with what's right in front of us. Um, a book that I'm reading called The Ego is the Enemy puts it, uh, it says, You know that all things require work, and that work might be quite difficult. But do you really understand? Do you have any idea just how much work there's going to be? Not work until you get your big break. Not work until you make a name for yourself, but work, work, work forever and ever. Is it 10,000 hours or 20,000 hours to master it? The answer is that it doesn't matter. There is no end zone. To think of a number is to live in a conditional future. We're simply talking about a lot of hours, that to get where you want to go isn't about brilliance, but continual effort, Um, which my goal is to tie this into a concept of eternity and uh, even entertain the idea a little bit about rebirth and, uh, you know, living on in in the afterlife. So I... I truly believe that the journey of the soul and to free ourselves from suffering does extend beyond this lifetime. Um, Not to get into the depths of of that and the philosophy and theories of that, but just that through my own observation, it seems that there's definitely a duality to life. A lot of us can agree that we've experienced the dual nature of reality and that there's something impermanent about life, something uh, material that we can touch that, that doesn't seem to, to stay in one form forever. And uh, through observation, we can see that there seems to be something tying it together that is the opposite of that, something that is eternal to the, the degree of our spirit, our soul, um, our essence. And... Um, that leads me to the concept of committing to an eternal journey to overcome the obstacles of suffering without thinking about when we'll be done or how long, it, how long it'll take. Um, I think we, we cause ourselves a lot of struggle when we, you know, of course we all want to be done. We want to be complete. And that comes with, you know, any goal that we're pursuing is, we we become fascinated with what it will be like once it's done, um, which is understandable. I mean, that's why we undertake a lot of the endeavors that we do is because we're so passionate about what it will be like to be uh, materialized. Once we have that car, that house, once we have that, you know, that dream job or the relationship that we're seeking, 
so much so that we lose sight of the journey, which is the only way that we we can uh, reach that destination in the first place. And the same with the goal of the, of the spirit in this lifetime to evolve and to accomplish some of the goals that are deeper than just this, this uh, the material. You know, like I mentioned, the car, the house, things like that. These are things that we seek to accomplish here on earth. But uh, if you ever heard the saying, as above, so below, I see those earthly desires, those earthly objectives, that's the below. But that mirrors the above, which is the objectives of the soul to overcome um, weakness, to to uh, achieve strength, courage, to learn patience, to learn what it means to love selflessly. These things, I believe, just through my own observations, that these are objectives of the soul that uh, that are the grand experience, the grand objectives. And then, you know, of course, we've got the, the earthly material objectives uh, here on earth, but the concept to committing to, to forever applies to both areas. Because, like the book said, uh, ego is the enemy, that most people fail to, to realize how much work goes into accomplishing anything that they want, even if we're just talking about a, an earthly objective. Uh, and they become so fascinated with the, the outcome that they don't even scratch the surface on the amount of work that it would require to obtain that thing, let alone to think about the amount of work it would take to maintain that objective, to keep that objective, to prevent from losing that. And that committing to the mindset that the uh, the magic really is in the journey and not the destination can allow one to, to get more involved with the, the work that, that's actually required. I believe that if you can't develop some sort of uh, love for the work and for the journey, then you might as well forget about the, the destination anyhow. And that in reality, the work, as far as we know, may never may never be complete. That these objectives, these, these goals the accomplishments may come and go with us still left with more work to do. And there's a lot of people give their testament in life that even up until their last days, there's there's always more work to do. And so I think that we do ourselves a a major injustice to, uh, to, you know, hurrying ourselves along trying to, get the work over and done with because, you know, in many ways we're, we're running from the, the hard part. So it's understandable, it's natural that we'd like to hurry up and get to the, the rewards, but that in doing so we almost ensure that the rewards never come. Uh, in the Bible, to quote the Bible, Matthew twenty five forty six says, and these will go away into eternal punishment, uh, but the righteous may... The, but the righteous into eternal life. And this verse suggests the souls of the righteous will experience an eternal life. And I, I think that uh, 
I tend to I, I try to see the natural and logical explanation in, in some of these verses, uh, especially for people who may not be particularly religious, but that to the person who neglects these higher objectives of the soul, I truly believe that it would be too it'd be too nice it'd be nice if nature let us off the hook, you know, say we don't want to do the hard work. You know, we wanna uh it's just too much, you know what? We'll we'll be fine with uh having little and not having a lot. But that I truly believe that life does not let you off the hook that easily, that even in death, we don't escape the objectives that the soul came into this life to accomplish. And, you know, I think if that's one message I can get to anyone who is contemplating suicide or, or wanting to escape the suffering that they found themselves in, whether they believe that they've caused it or it's happened to them as a consequence, that I truly believe through my observations deep down inside within my, my core, my heart, my soul, that this is a part of a larger journey. See, we may be on a smaller journey to get our dream job or our dream house, but we're on a larger path and a larger journey to accomplish what the soul is, is desiring. I, I often compare it to an itch. That The soul is trying to scratch that itch, and I think that it's bigger than the the body and it's bigger than this one lifetime and i it's it's a little naive of us i believe to to think that we can just skip that uh that objective that we think you know this is too hard i just want to be done with it not realizing that as it says many times in the bible um, that we if we if we neglect to get to the bottom of these these uh obstacles that we're not free once we once we leave this particular life, but that we're we're doomed to repeat that cycle over and over and over and over before eternity that's that's something that I've heard in the Bible, and it's just, you know, been cliche a lot, like a lot of things that we hear growing up. It's like, yeah, you know, I hear that all the time. It it doesn't mean much because it's become overused and and, uh, it's lost its its, uh, kick, you know. It's lost its its value because we've heard it so much. But um, just one of the observations throughout my life is that it only gets worse when you neglect to address, like, the three-step process to identify, confront, and be proactive. When you fail to identify, when you, when you fail to confront, and even more so when you fail to be proactive to do anything different than what you've always done, it, it, the issue only gets worse. And it would make sense to me is that even in death, that would be too easy, you know, to to think, all right, well, I'll, I'll just, you know, end my life or, you know, or I'll just 
drink my pain away so that I don't have to feel it, and then eventually I'll be free. You know, once I'm once I'm done with this life, I won't have to worry about it no more. I'd imagine God or the you know nature, the universe is somewhere laughing if it had those characteristics. If you know, if it had that sense of humor to our our thought that we could get get out of this so easily. And I think just looking at that and accepting that. For me, it allows me to commit to um, this this idea of forever, you know, that the things that I'm working to overcome, the obstacles that I am identifying and confronting, they are much bigger to me than even this one life. And the goal is to, even if it's just one obstacle, it's to alleviate the suffering of that that one obstacle and the, and the next and the next and the next because I'm convinced that even beyond this lifetime, it'll be waiting there for me. And that's because, you know, part of that observation also is that these things seem to be, they seem to exist beyond time. You know, if we... Uh, if we experience the suffering of an inability to love ourselves and to love others, that seems to me beyond this life. It seems to be a little bit more uh, deeper than your family or your neighborhood or your body. It, it, to me, it seems to be tied to the soul. And if we subscribe to the idea of the, the uh, eternal nature of the soul, somewhere deep down inside we've got to at least consider the fact that if we can't grapple, if we can't wrap ourselves around that one goal or that facing that obstacle that we'll suffer for eternity as a result of our neglect to address it, so that, you know, the understanding that we'll, we just never will escape by trying to avoid and put off these things. But on the flip side, we we have the potential for uh, an eternity of peace in overcoming these things. Just like in my own life, there's been things that I have largely overcome and that still require commitment but that the freedom in overcoming those things, they just make it worth it. They, they, they really do. So it's, it's a commitment to that journey forever as long as it takes, whether it's this lifetime, the next lifetime, five or ten lifetimes from now. And uh, another quote from the Bible, Revelation 21, 4, says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. And it's uh referring to the future state of of people who stay committed to that path, where there'll be no more death or suffering, implying an eternal existence. And uh, I've noticed that Buddhism talks about this a lot. They call it the uh uh, 
Buddhism teaches a belief in the ongoing cycle of birth, death, and rebirth known as samsara. According to Buddhist teachings, all beings are trapped in this cycle of samsara, continually experiencing birth, aging, illness, and death. This cycle is perpetuated by the force of karma, which is the law of cause and effect. Actions, intentions, and thoughts in one's present life contribute to the accumulation of karma, which then influences future rebirths. So this, to me, supports that same idea. You know, these are, to me, two sides of the same coin. And that, like many other things in nature, many other areas of life, it persists on and on until it accomplishes, until basically the necessity has run its course. You know, there's a a thought that everything, you know, everything in life and in nature is due to necessity until that need is no longer uh, present. And to me, that, that would align with the idea of reverse until the soul has accomplished it's that itch that it's looking to scratch. And I, I would imagine that it continues to persist until it scratches that, that itch and that these things know no time limits, no time boundaries. So I think that in our earthly minds, we're used to the linear nature of time, but to the soul, it matters not, you know, that it's here to evolve beyond the need for human experience in order to to uh, address those needs until that until the human experience no longer serves that purpose. So I would imagine that we, our soul, could be trapped in this cycle for eternity until we eventually address these things. So it just brings me back to that, the idea that there's no use in running from it, whether now or 10,000 years from now, you'll deal with that suffering over and over for eternity. And and so this, it brings these ideas of heaven and hell to a, a, a real idea for me through my own observation that I imagine the soul goes through these sufferings without knowing any time restraint. There's no there's no deadline. It's just the result of neglecting to address these underlying dilemmas of the soul consequently and naturally leads to the suffering from failing to do so. And that it it's one in this it's connected. So that without addressing these things, the suffering persists. And that there's nothing to change its course but the evolution of that area of your life through addressing it, like the three-step process, identifying it, confronting it, and being proactive. Aside from that, you just keep on going through the cycle. And uh, when I look at it in that way, to me, it makes the choice simple. You know, you can address it now or you can keep running from it um, forever and ever. And 
I was thinking the other day, and that's why I was going to call this uh, this episode it's something to do with memory because it's this epiphany that I had that one might think, um, and I think about rebirth from time to time, and the thought that always pops up is, well, if the memory is tied to the brain, you know, areas in the brain where memories are stored and things like that, I believe that memory is in the sense of our recollection of experiences is tied to physical locations in the, in the brain. And if we, you know, we all can attest to the experience that if we, if we have been reincarnated, if we have experienced multiple uh, lifetimes, not too many of us can recall one experience from another lifetime. So, you know, that would support the idea that if, if there are reincarnations, quite likely that, you know, we don't remember them, at least in the sense of being able to re- recall the experience. And why, one might say that, okay, even if we do reincarnate, so if I have to live with the the things that I neglected to address in this life, if, I, if they carry over and I have to deal with them, in another life, and again and again until I overcome those obstacles, what difference does it make if I won't remember? If if in that lifetime, you know, I'll be a different person with a different memory, a different uh, experience. I, I won't, at least in this frame of uh, speaking, my consciousness that I that I inhabit now will have no memory of or uh, that I won't be conscious of that life or at least I, I won't remember this one, then what difference does it make? Um, and I just had the epiphany that the suffering would be the same, you know, so that uh, just like in this life, whether I remember the one, two, three, four, five, or ten lifetimes before, the suffering in my life is still the same due to having not yet overcome the obstacles in my previous life. So whatever life, whatever lives that I've gone through in the past, the things that I put off, I experience them full and living color in this lifetime to the, the fullest effect, I felt every amount of suffering due to things that I have not uh, and had not yet addressed. And so that even in the next lifetime, I will be stuck to deal with the things that I failed to address in this lifetime. So all that to say that and this is through my experience, my observations, my beliefs, is that we're doomed to deal with these things for eternity until we commit to forever, until we break down and and begin to face the things that we're running from. And I truly believe that it's a, a, a forever thing. You know, like in Buddhism, and in, in the references made in the Bible that we can hope that one day 
we at least graduate beyond this cycle because, like, you know, Buddhism talks about is that there's a lot of suffering in human life, whether you're doing everything right and you're on the right track or not. Just the, just the uh, experience of, of birth and death, there's a lot of suffering. Um, loss of people you love, um, physical pain. We all get sick. We all experience uh, desires, you know, that go unfulfilled, things like that. There's a lot of suffering to the human experience in general that we can hope to one day graduate beyond this into maybe something else, you know, maybe where the soul has gained all that it came into this life to, to accomplish and that it can exist in some form beyond the need for this life, that's a lofty goal to to uh, aspire to, but that these are all concepts that extend beyond the limitations of the time in the, in the way that we think about it. You know, we uh, often we just think about getting from point A to point B, and I just encourage everyone to consider that if there is more to it than that, then we have a lot more incentive to commit. There's a lot less reason not to. I think a lot of, you know, many people's reason to to give up is that, you know, once I'm dead and gone, I, it won't matter anyways. I, I encourage everybody to consider, to, you know, take a second look at that. And that is just through my observations, again, but they – all of my observations support these bodies of uh, knowledge that have exist, existed for many, many years. I think that uh, in Christianity and in, in Buddhism and other religions that uh, speak of the same, that is what they're 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 getting to. That's what they're getting at. And uh, it just if you take a look at your life, consider anything that I've said. It, it, it's it's not to me a far-fetched uh, concept, you know, that may or may not be true. It's one that if you look close enough, you'll see evidence of. You'll see many many things to support the idea that the soul is yearning for growth that extends beyond this physical life and that we have the opportunity in this physical body to do that work, that work that in and of itself is one of our highest goals and and opportunities to engage with in in this lifetime, and that if we, we don't get around to it, if we find barriers, you know, it and things of that nature, the devil, that prevent us from getting to that task, more often than not, we will, I say doomed, but, you know, you can also look at it as you could have, you'd have the opportunity to do it again and again and again and again and again and again, uh, suffering all the consequences of failing to do so until you do. And to me, that, that just gives me all the more reason to get to it now while I have the opportunity in front of me to do so and to stay committed to that 
um, beyond any worldly distraction or obstacle, because if not, it it just continues in, into eternity. And I, I don't want to deal with a lot of these things forever. You know, I'd like to get to the bottom bottom of them now or as soon as possible. So that's my presentation and just encourage everyone to commit to forever. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Ray. Really appreciate the uh, presentation tonight. You know, when I heard the presentation committed to forever, I went back and started thinking about my life when I was around 39, 40 years old, when I started uh, changing and wanting to look at different ways to have my life uh, different than compared to previous to that. And the first thing that came to my mind, committed to forever, once I decided that I needed and wanted to get a life change, I committed to a forever promise to myself to change and get on a journey of self-discovery. No matter how much I had to work towards this change, this transformation, I committed it to forever when I decided this is the life that I want for the rest of my life because this is the best thing I've ever experienced prior to the 30-some years before that. That was a very fascinating uh, presentation. I got a lot out of it. I'm sure a lot of the uh, audience also did also. Let me go to um, uh, Jody. Jody, are you there online? Yep, I'm here, Paul. The uh, presentation committed to forever. Um is there anything in your life that you feel that you have committed to forever in in your life today? I think um, for the most part, it, it works out really well uh, when we talk about being on a journey. And I've heard a lot of things like Ray's talked about before, uh, one of them being, you know, life's kind of a, a process. You know, a lot of people have uh, end goals of like, retirement or stuff like that well when you're on a journey of self-discovery you never really know you don't know what you don't know so you you don't know where you're gonna go what you're gonna learn things like that so there's a huge benefit to kind of having that mindset where you're on a journey or a committing to forever type of journey and I've seen so many people throughout my life that have this goal of retiring and, you know, they, they work all their life and then they finally retire and they die within maybe a couple months, maybe a couple of years. It's, it's crazy. It's like who wants to basically be done with life um, just because they retire from a job? And I think that's, that's an interesting example of, like, when your mind – basically convinces your body that, hey, we're done, we're retired, um, the rest just kind of shuts down um, or something kind of happens. It's an interesting, I guess, coincidence, if you'd call it that. And um, 
you know, there's so many different things each individual learns throughout life. Um, and, you know, I think every, every journey has its own learning lesson. So depending on how far out and how you look at it, there's a lot of different things where you may learn something new each time you, you do something different. Um, like uh, when I, for me, when I retired from the Navy, that wasn't one, something that I was – that wasn't the end. Um, and I really didn't like the idea of someone saying, like, oh, you're retired, things like that. It's like, well, you, you really just have a bunch of different paths. Um, so I don't really ever think that I have an end goal, and when I reach there, that I'm done. So I think it just kind of holds a lot of people back. And if they do ever reach that point – then they're just kind of lost. Their their mind and their body don't really know what to do next. And I think uh, it was a good presentation tonight. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Jody. Uh, I really appreciate the uh, input that you gave tonight. Um, about committed to forever, um, I'm definitely committed to forever to stay on this journey of self-discovery and to use our discovery method to help me with any and all of my problems that I may have in the past. But uh, committed to forever, that was a very good um, program this evening, and uh, I really appreciate the uh, input we got tonight. Uh, anybody else want to say anything about the committed to forever presentation tonight? All right, gang, next Thursday night, 7.30, be on call. Ask your friends, relatives, and even your enemies to be on call next Thursday night. See you then. Be good. Bye-bye.